Welcome to Probably Science. My name is Andy Wood. I'm Matt Kirshen. We are joined. We don't have Jesse yet. Jesse is looking for a cable. We'll say that right at the beginning. He will be an in-media res edition. Or is that yeah, right Jesse term? will appear at some point, but we are joined by our guest. I, I don't, th- we've been doing this for so long and we still have people who are like, I don't know how we've not managed to have Adam on the show before, but excellent comedian, good friend, all around fine fine human being mr adam newman hey adam how you doing i'm great perfect intro vague ish (laughs) like could have worked for a lot of comedians but that's true i'm still happy with it it's all the things you want to hear about yourself i guess (laughs) thanks for having me finally i feel like i've i've interacted with you most in the last few years in music rather than comedy contexts like is that is that i know you blend those two very well like it's i know there are people have it, it raises some hackles when you talk about combining music and comedy, but you're one of the few who do it brilliantly. What's what's your main thing now? Is, it, is most of your time in a day spent on music? Uh, no, I mean, I'm a... Uh, oh, you know what? I never really thought about how I broke those two, how I broke the, the, the time of those two things down. I am, a, I am a comedian who does a few songs in my set, but I also am uh, obsessively playing guitar every day. So... Um, you know, I'm a I, I'm a comedian for a job, and uh, I mean, you know, I'm a I don't fucking know. <laughs> you love them both. You, I really I mean, truly love them both. And once Jesse comes on, you guys could talk about sweet picking. He's been taking, oh please. He's been taking YouTube lessons from like a Swedish uh, you know shredder dude or some kind of Scandinavian uh, metal. Yeah. By, by which you mean someone who cosplays as Shredder from the Turtles. Exactly. Ah. Yeah. Is he, uh, I mean, is he taking actual lessons or is he doing yeah. it? Cause, okay. Cause oh, there's... here's Jesse. Jesse has just joined us. Uh, he's following he's up. He might not have even collected to you guys yet because there's always a brief period of time when only the person who's, this is a little insight, only the person who's hosting the thing on the web. You don't need to know any of this. Hey, Jesse. <laughs> hey, <come on. laughs> uh, let me turn down a little. Um, well, yeah, what, what chaos Jesse, over at- here. Sorry about that, guys. No it's all good. Jesse Jesse couldn't find a cable because he's just moved house. Adam Newman was about to start talking to Andy about guitar stuff, and then you joined at the exact right moment, and we want to hear about your shred- your Swedish shredder. Jesse, I was promised we could talk sweet picking, so... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We could definitely yeah, interested in that. I just of course, finished. we can talk jazz threes. I, yeah. I just finished my... Uh, oh, that's exactly... I used the jazz you gotta, threes, baby. and then I, you I gotta. just... I just moved to the uh, the Dava picks because they have the pointy tips, but a nice little rubber handle to hold on to. And I just finished uh, my hundred day sweep challenge. I put a video up and everything. <laughs> oh, uh, who, okay, did you do that yourself, or is that like a, a challenge that other guitarists are are also? No, I just saw uh, I saw a couple of videos over the years of people doing you know uh, speed picking and sweep progress and stuff like that. And sweep picking has been one of those things that I. Uh, I never really stuck with for more than a, a week or so, so I wanted to challenge myself to do it, and it was it was I, really fun. J- just for the sake of a couple of maybe like the odd couple of listeners, obviously I know exactly what sweet picking. Is. There might be like one or two people who uh, are completely confused what, and baffled by this. So yeah. what, what what are you sweet talking about? Sweet picking is when you do the sport of curling with guitar. You have a sweep picker mm-hmm. and then a throw picker. It, um, yeah. very so this fast is this is. Curl. Mm-hmm. So, firstly, sweep because I heard sweet like no. Like, it, I mean, like, it is, yeah, this sweet, is sweet, but it's sweet. It is with a yeah. P. Um, gotcha. Okay. Sweep picking. 
Well, then I do know what that is, obviously. Uh, obviously. But just again, for those couple of listeners sure. who maybe Sweet don't. Sweet picking is almost like strumming in a sense. It's like it's almost like if you imagine a really slow strum where you're hitting all the strings, only your left hand, if you're right-handed, uh, is doing arpeggiating things. So you're, you're playing arpeggios. Instead of strumming like a full chord as if it's one beat, you're, you're breaking each string up. Does that make sense? Okay. Let me take, take a, a crack. Cra- yeah, this. get in okay. there, Adam. Let's do it. Okay. Non-musician. I, I did a, a three-minute challenge just now, and Adam's just wrapped up. <laughs> if you are a non-musician, just so you know, a chord is basically just a, a bunch of notes you're playing at the same, a couple notes you're playing at the same time. Okay? So now instead of hitting them all at the same time, an arpeggio means you're going to hit them individually. So you got ba-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da, right? When you're going to yep. sweet pick, it means you can basically play that arpeggio so fast. Instead of da 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 it's going to sound like all right, that's a spot-on mm-hmm. impression, perfectly okay. in key, and it's so a it's... technique where you basically play it real fast, and it's a picking yep. technique. And, and you're, not going, okay. you're not alternating up and down with the pick. You're going all the way from the lowest pitch string to the highest pitch. So your right hand is doing something that doesn't look incredibly difficult. Your left hand is going, yep. so you're fretting all the right things as the pick hits those strings. On Correct. The right? it's, it's very cool, and... Uh, Je- if if uh, if it was me, Jesse, and a bunch of ladies in a room, uh, Jesse <laughs> would uh, impress me, and I would impress Jesse with mm-hmm. our sweet picking, and nobody <laughs> else would full be full extent in, of the impressiveness. In, mm-hmm. Yeah, can I play a little clip from your challenge? I have the YouTube video up here. Oh, sure. I mean, Let's... it's just me very sloppily starting very slow and getting a little faster, just so people can hear a little of what the sound is like. Oh, boy. Can you play it? How do you play? Oh, you're playing on your phone. <laughs> that link is. We'll put that link in the show notes. People can watch your hundred days of sweet picking progress. Sick. I know exactly which one that was. That was my Thanksgiving Day sweet it thing, was. where I said all right because I was frustrated because my wife kept using the Ninja Blender behind me while I was trying to. Play <laughs> That's the coolest when you're. And trying, it all when comes you're on back day, to Shredder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you're yeah, on you're day like, 85 of sweet picking technique, and your wife on Thanksgiving is like, "I just, I, I need to use the kitchen. Could you please?" Yeah. <laughs> you're a selfish wife is making food for everyone while you're trying to yeah. sweep, sweet pick. We had 40 people here, and I'm just in my room by myself, <laughs> sweet picking. <laughs> Whatever. You're gonna go blind. <laughs> yeah, From I. How I've, awesome this is. <laughs> I've also, you know, always thought I will someday put in the time to really shred, but I'm, I think I'm going to be a rhythm guitarist who can occasionally play a few licks for funsies. Well, uh, but, shredding um, is like, I, I would way rather get good at like, uh, like Django Reinhardt shredding. Like that, there's like a level of, there's like the classical based metal dudes, but then there's this whole other world of just insane stuff that's so far beyond anything my brain can even comprehend. That I. Yeah, it's like a lot of other things where it's like, uh, like when I started, it was like, man, if I can just play Jimi Hendrix's Castle of Sand, I'm the king of guitar. And now, little little racist, watching. 
uh, <laughs> uh, now I'm now I'm just watching uh you know Paul Gilbert and and uh, Sean Lane and you know all the dudes who you're like you just can't yeah you like close at- to it doesn't matter how long I practice and meanwhile as like as soon as I get to a place where I'm like oh right I never thought I'd get this far I'll find some twelve uh, year old girl who can just like you know rip through a, a eruption with her you know with <laughs> right? her teeth and it's yeah incredible. i can't i'm never gonna yeah get that's the and and it's like it does all end and just like you're just a dude in like a king crimson shirt sitting alone <laughs> you know that's how it all ends but that's fine it's fine i've embraced it it is me too yeah so adam before we get into this week's science stories we like to ask our guests what if anything is your background in science and that has ranged from classes you liked or hated when you were younger or blowing stuff up in the woods with your friends oh sure yeah uh well a a lot of blowing stuff up in the woods with my friends as a kid for sure but um i do have a i have a bachelor's of science degree okay so that's pretty good i got not the b i don't got the i don't got the arts i got the bachelor of science degree in psychology which is whatever from the university of georgia um Let's see. I don't know. I did some some PhD research with a doctoral candidate we had to do as part of our thing. I took uh, I took psychopharmacology. I took biology classes. I took, uh, uh, you know, a bunch of fun brain classes. I can't remember what they're called right now. Um, I took some science. I wasn't that I'm not I'm not that great at it or anything. I'm I'm more of a a, a creative, I think. But, you know. That's what all legitimate. This, uh, That's what very legitimate. What was this PhD study situation? Uh, so, as part of our our four year yeah. degree, like uh, our last year, we had to do we had to do research with a doctoral candidate, and um, I believe mine was a uh, very early. My the my guy was uh, doing uh, in the social psych department. He was he was doing like kind of early research on. It was like pre. There were dating apps. I, I believe Match. dot com was probably around, but like it was the kind of thing that like maybe you had a great aunt on it or sure. something. It wasn't like everybody was using it. But uh, so he was trying to do like uh, dating on the internet kind of experiments, and um, it was a lot of like uh, chat room type stuff they created and doing. Um, I don't remember exactly how the studies went, but some of them were. It, it was a lot of chatting with people in chat rooms and seeing if they'd be willing to meet in person and go on dates and stuff like that uh a lot of communication um over the internet okay and you're sure this was a study you weren't just hanging out with a guy that was like horny we all got married (laughs) we all got married (laughs) if you met them we got married and then we had to and then we had we had to practice sex with him before we got to have sex with our new partners but it's so that's just cool because most people don't get like that far into science as an undergrad so that's really cool (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah or lose their virginity um but uh that's not true um yeah no it was it was really fun and uh you know hands-on uh experiments and stuff when you're an undergrad so all that was that's actually cool. pretty cool and then i also uh i grew up in the you know in new hampshire where we all had the woods and stuff and so it was i was a wondering lot of, uh, that accent you know the woods I was wondering. Yeah, a lot of magnifying glasses and M80s and, yeah, and that sure. kind of Did stuff. Did you ever so. find any weird, like, uh, whenever I would hang out in the woods as a kid, I would always find, like, weird, uh, like a weird fort or something from a previous woods kid? That's you know what funny. I mean? Yeah, we, we actually, yeah, there were a lot of, like, uh, wow, that was a treehouse for a family that must right, have died right. or something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> so yeah, we did have a lot of that. Or, you know, and also it's so funny when you hear stories like this. Well, like you know, how many comedians have talked about this kind of thing? But we absolutely used to find buried, you know, playboys yeah, and things like yeah. that after a after a winter after a spring thaw. <laughs> It does. It does sound like a thing that everyone is saying because everyone else says it. But it's like, no, I yeah. have real memories. These were not implanted memories. Like, oh yeah, no, a lot I of absolutely a, remember. A lot of issues are happening now because of global warming. All the old porn in the permafrost is coming up, and uh, uh, a lot of yeah. the ancient, the ancient porn, and we don't even know what it's going to be like. I wonder no. what kind of. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to make a pubic hair joke, but I think the kids have pubic hair again now. I don't know. I've only seen only I know this from uh, TikTok. I've never seen it in my in person. I'm a married man to an appropriately aged okay. wife. Well, we, we got all the legal caveats out of the way there. I think, yeah, I think it came back with the uh, 90s, uh, whatever you call the style that Billie Eilish is, like Juggalo. Yeah, everyone's a Juggalo <laughs> yeah. again. Everyone has pubes Did Juggalos again. have pubes? I never, I never, I, I was I never in a Juggalo encounter. <laughs> Uh, oh, I just man. never would have thought that would come back, but I think Billie Eilish is the is an unwitting. It's Brian Cook's line, but like she doesn't even know she's a juggalo, but uh, she is. That's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, no, she does. She dresses like we all. I, I like Billie Eilish actually a, I do too, a lot, yeah. and uh, and it's like one of the not. I don't want to say one of the few because I'm not super snobby about it. The older I get, I'm actually more open to uh, different music and stuff. But like she. Um, she reminds me of how me and my friends dressed in high school. I'm very much in the the Jenko era where we were like, sure. you know, big jeans and chain wallets mm-hmm. and uh, baggy sure, yeah. shirts. And um, she, I, she just like looks like she would have been in my my friend group in high school. I had dreadlocks in high school, so you oh know, I, I, I was. Uh, did did I you really? I had dreads for two years. It was brutal. <laughs> I look, uh, yeah, dude, age fifteen to twenty into into two years of college. Oh, I had man, God. yeah, I had uh, I had dreads in high school, and it was the same deal. Head down to Gadzooks, uh, get your get yourself some <laughs> giant jeans, hang out in the woods, find some porn. <laughs> Gadzooks, I haven't heard. I've heard. I mean, I always think of Pacific Sunwear, and uh, I don't know, but I I hadn't heard Gadzooks yeah. in fifteen years. When you had dreads, can I ask you? I talked to, I talk about it a little bit on the special. Uh, it's coming out. Uh, so I, I don't. Want, I want to make sure no, I'm not do doing the plug. like. No, no. Adam, I do just, the plug. I, I, uh, all right, March twenty second, <laughs> Jew versus the volcano coming to YouTube. Um, uh, go, go. You can get notified if you go find it on the YouTube's. But um, uh, I talk. About, I just wanted to make sure I'm not. I, I just want you to know I'm not trying bits on you guys. So I just. I don't think I even talked about this when you did dreads. I, I, I assume we're uh, within a few years yep. of each other. Um, did you? Do you remember? I, I hadn't thought about this until I started talking about it on stage. I used to use there were two websites. There was uh, dreadheadhq.com and uh, Naughty Boy Ken K N O T T Y, which I and I you know which you know had like Windows Media Player downloadable instructional videos with like you know beeswax and back combing and all that stuff. I'm curious if you ever used any of those I sites. I am sure the so the way I got my dreads is my mom uh my mom was a nurse and I guess like had some patient that did hair and my mom's like you should come over yeah. and my 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 kid has hair. He likes hair, you know, or whatever. <laughs> uh, Cuz I think I'd been talking yeah. about it like like us oh, some dreads would be cool, you know. 
Um, and obviously, I nailed it. I was right. And and so it was mm-hmm. the beeswax backcombing <laughs> situation. But I, I that's yes. what I did. But I never, uh, I never took in any online uh, tutorials. No, you had an in person. You had in person mm-hmm. tutorial. Mm-hmm. I didn't have that. My parents were not supportive of the dread, so I had to. You know, early days of the internet, I had to go. I had to go yeah. searching for it. I you got you got the salon dreads. I'm jealous. I mean, even then, it uh, it looks okay. I mean, if you consider any of it looking okay, it looked okay for like a week, and then it's mm-hmm. you know doesn't. I mean, it was a mess, man. I just it was like uh, I I worked at Subway at the time, and my my hair was so <laughs> shitty and dreadlocked that like people all the time were like, someone else needs to make my sandwich. Like that happened like, constantly. <laughs> I worked at uh, Einstein Bagels, and I had the exact yeah. same thing. They were like, that kid yeah, is not making yeah. my sandwich. That happened, like, constantly. And then I would, uh, how I would try to explain, I, like, I, less honestly, of it falls out, yeah. you know. <laughs> and, <laughs> but you also got to explain, as a sandwich artist, don't confuse the art with the art. Very little yeah. creative control, I found. Uh, yeah. I like how you're like, less falls out. But if any falls out, it's a yeah, whole big chunk. You'll it's know. It's a lot. Yeah. If you find. The total volume is the same. It's just indiscreet, <laughs> right? It's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like it's not the risk of hair falling in my food that really disturbs me about you touching yeah. something that's going right, to go in right. my body. Uh, you're honestly more likely to get a bead fallout mm-hmm. than mine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> rock some beads. Oh, God. but uh, yeah. Sometimes you'd, you'd or you know a bird that's been nesting there for <laughs> yeah, a bit. Yeah. Sometimes you know you'd find yeah. a bead out by the old jack shack in the woods. You'd pop it in your hair. Adam gets it. Yep. I. Uh, sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. Speaking of name, the Jack Shack, and, oh, sorry. Oh, I, no, I, no, I, I can kind of talk about dreads forever. We don't have to. No, keep no, no. About I don't want to stop dread talk. Let's keep it going. <laughs> sorry. All right. Did you did you name any no. of yours? <laughs> okay. I had two that I named. I had Dreadward Norton and Dreddy Van Halen, but they were they were the <laughs> they were kind of like where if I had Hasidic curls, it's where they would be. For some reason, the ones right like above your sideburns kind of I liked I liked how they knotted up. They were okay. my favorites. All right. <laughs> I would have expected like a Dreddy Kruger or something. Dreddy Kruger's uh, good. Yeah. Oh, too scary. Too scary for me. <laughs> They're pretty scary. <laughs> they are pretty scary. Uh, speaking of scary things, uh, uh, permafrost and porn that you find in the Antarctic. Uh, I wonder if oh. you were if you were a scientist who spent some time there trying to find some uh, some thought out porn. I wonder what you would sound like. Oh. Yeah, this story sent in by uh, Baz Lovenberg, regular contributor to our show, uh, the B- this BBC News story. Uh, a group of Antarctic researchers, uh, isolated for six months, began to develop their own accent. The really annoying thing about this story is that there is not a video or audio clip I, right? of them speaking. Oh, come on. There's That's just so a, there's a glossary at the end. Yeah, the thing um, I don't like about this is that it validates a lot of people I really disliked. Uh, like in high school, <laughs> Madonna. No, no well, like okay. remember, uh, you know, when you're in high school and somebody does a trip abroad for a summer, and then they come back and right, right, yeah, like Madonna, right. Madonna, right. So I, yeah, Madonna's my English senior face. year of high school, uh, like half the girls had British accents because they'd like gone to oh London God. for a week that summer or something, and it was it was brutal, and I don't like I don't like That's... that there may be science behind this. That's rubbish right hey. there. 
Bubkiss. Sorry. <laughs> I uh, I mean, I'll watch, like, I, I don't really do that with accents with people from other countries, but I've definitely done it where, like, all right, I watched uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm eight episodes in a row, and now I'm talking, like, Larry David for the for a month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Larry David voice is very, uh, Larry David brain voice is very dangerous. Um, yeah. I mean, particularly also, like, if you're an East Coast Jew, you're already genetically predisposed to sounding a bit like Larry David. True, yeah. So yeah. They're, 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 there's already, you already have the high-risk factors. Yeah. Comorbidities, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, and as much as, as much as I, uh, you know, can't be a Woody Allen fan anymore, same thing. If I ever, if I ever hear, uh, maybe for me, it's just like I hear a very Jewy voice and it just puts me right back into uh, my big extended family accent. Yeah. Wow. Well, if these Jews were in Antarctica, they may, uh, (laughs) I don't know how to. They'd be like, it's too cold. I don't know how to to transition. Um, Yeah, so the, the, okay, so they're they're on the, uh, uh, they they take the RSS Ernest Shackleton to the Arctic Peninsula. These are scientists. These are scientists. These are scientists. Oh, yeah. Apparently, it is easy. It's quicker to get someone on the International Space Station than it is to medically evacuate someone from Antarctic in the winter. According to Marlon Clark, one of these 26 international researchers and support staff left behind at the British Antarctic Sur- Survey's Rothera Research Station on Adelaide Island. Left behind is a the- funny way of putting intentionally going somewhere, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, it says left behind, like the ship goes and then it leaves them behind I know, and it sails I know. off. And it's, it's like just- you don't see them again until <laughs> the summer. Yeah. But. Uh, Antarctica is the least inhabited continent on the planet. Well, that's not hugely surprising. It has no permanent human population, with just a handful of research stations and bases scattered across the 5.4 million square miles of frozen landscape. Uh, so you're isolated, says Clark. There's a lot of mystery and lore about a winter in Antarctica. Um, and also there's a high level of anticipation. So over the following 26 weeks of near perpetual darkness and harsh weather, Clark and his fellow inhabitants would work, eat, and socialize together with barely on any contact with home. Satellite phone calls are expensive and used sparingly. With just each other for company and limited entertainment on the base, the winterers, as they're known, would chat to each other a lot. We'd be talking to each other while working on our breaks, playing pool or in our rooms. Uh, we got to learn each other's stories pretty quickly. There are a lot of conversations about the weather. Uh, crazy winds, sea, iceberg clouds. Uh, we get very comfortable with each other. The common language is English is sprinkled with slang words u- unique to the Antarctic research stations. And amid all this conversing, their accents were changing. Mm. So they didn't notice it at the time, but they were taking part in an unusual experiment which involved tracking their own voices over time. Over time. Uh, I think... Yeah, thanks, Kevin. Um, oh, did Kevin hop up? <laughs> I don't up? know if you could... Kevin has uh, there is a box there is a there there is a box stacked with other boxes and now there is no longer a box stacked with other boxes because there is a pile of boxes and a very yeah, excited yeah. cat who's making I don't know if you you might not be able to hear any of these noises I might be just be talking but anyway he's excited uh, so they made ten minute recordings every few weeks uh, they would sit in front of a microphone and repeat the same twenty nine words as they appeared on a computer screen food coffee hid airflow most were words they used regularly during their day and contained vowel sounds known to differ in English accents. When the recordings finally got back to a team of phonetics researchers at the Ludwig Maximilians University of Munich for analysis, they discovered the pronunciation of some of the words had changed ever so slightly. What they were seeing was the beginning of a new accent emerging. Um, I'm just picturing, I maybe I've seen that clip that's been going viral of Brad 
Pitt and meet Joe Black, but uh, oh yeah, <laughs> they just everything gonna be ivory. They just like turn Jamaican. They just decide ahead of time they're gonna. Anyway, no, it's not that. Uh, there is a link here to the actual paper. I'm wondering if there is a. Uh, it, it tells you. No, it tell it lists all the words in this study, and they um so, and the phonetic sounds that they are contained within. So there's feed, seed, keyed, heed, which has one type of vowel sound. It's coffee, messy, jockey, uh, feud, curfew, hued, food, tofu, sued, cooed, hood. Uh, <laughs> are they? Those are all the air, same. Flow, so torso, code, disco, hoed, backhoe. Yeah, they're they're all like the same. Sid, did you kid, say hid. hood? Did you read hood as hood? Oh, yeah, I did. I did just go like, ho- yeah, I read hood. I read hood as hood. That's exactly what I just did. That's how my accent has changed uh, Wait, on account hood? of not being Is able to read word? words. What? Yeah, ho- H O E D as oh, okay. in to hoe, okay. use a garden hoe implement. Uh, I thought you said H O O D, like. Oh, uh, so you thought I pronounced like a the word hood H O O D as who as hoed? <laughs> like well, you said food and then hood. Food, I don't yeah. know. Good food. Yeah. Like put. Put your hoed up. It's raining. It's raining. It's raining in the it, yeah. It's raining in the forest. I'm wondering if it's like just the isolation and they're being silly with each other. You know, like if I was talking to the same person every day in the same conditions, like hunkered down in the snow, I'd be like, "What are you gonna eat for food today?" Like I'd just be like screwing <laughs> yeah. around a little bit, and then it yeah. just becomes a, and a regular thing. I don't thing like that, that they studied themselves. I mean, I know they sent it to a third party, <laughs> but you could yeah. just. You exaggerate. could exaggerate, like, like, but yeah. I mean, subconsciously exaggerate it for for fun, kind of. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Although they didn't know specifically what the study was or what they were looking for, but um, yeah, I know, I know. But but I also, th- I wonder how much, you know, we were all locked up with not much human contact except for our direct, you know, family for a year or so, and I'm wondering how many people came out of that suddenly realizing that. They're saying things, or they got tons of phrases. They're like, "Oh no, that's just a weird thing my wife says to me," and like my wife and yeah, I say to each other. Right. Yeah, I, I, oh, that's actually, not for that's not yeah. for public. That's that that weird song that I now do whenever I pour coffee. Well, I know, into Matt, you've had to <laughs> using slurs again, which has been quite tough for you mm. in public. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, exactly. Because I'm like, yeah. six months uh, out of the pandemic, I was still just uh, mostly communicating in meows and yeah. hisses. I did. <laughs> you know, something's weird is the, the pandemic. Um, when I started going out again, I had forgotten how to not stare at things. Like, yes, so I, I think that was a, I think that was a pretty major oh, problem for yeah, a like, lot of people. That's a relatable 100%. one. For I, sure. I, I totally had that. I, I, I like, I would remember. just stare at boobs. Like, if you had bo- some cool boobs, I would just because you know you spend your whole life learning how to not do that. Because you want to, yeah. like it's like little little kids just stare at stuff. Just, just, just faces, yeah, as yeah, well. just I, weird I, looking I had stuff. To go, like during, yeah, during like things lockdown. that like some things yeah. that aren't boobs, right? Yeah, guys? right, <laughs> right. Not all boobs, no, but I mean, but yeah, you sort of forget that. Like, I, I had to go, I had to go to the doctors when it was still like peak lockdown, and I remember someone walked else walked into the waiting room, and I had my mask on. And I was just looked at her as she walked it, and I just realized, oh, she can see exactly where I'm. Sta- I'm just staring at a person yeah. who's walking across the room. Just because I'm wearing a mask doesn't mean that's not covering the rest of me. That's not. It's just that's not covering where my eyes are looking. Yeah, I notice a lot of people staring at me, but then I realized my penis was hanging <laughs> right. out of my pants. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry, guys. I just wanted to throw some jokes yeah, into yeah, the that, science yeah, podcast. That's going to be March 22nd on YouTube. <laughs> is it the 22nd or 23rd? What are we... It's the oh uh great now I don't know I think it's the twenty second it's around it's the 22nd. then second guys check it check Sometime it out around in the then. next yeah link in the show notes to the uh, to the trailer on your YouTube page yeah thanks that's awesome uh no it's funny I just looked at my calendar to make sure and then I saw on the twenty third I'm doing a a very I do a, a Purim show at a synagogue so that's something that should be fun okay <laughs> and Purim is like. Oh, God damn it! It's been explained to me, and I forgot. What is Purim again? Uh, you know, a funny thing about that, I someone just reached out asking if I would uh, do a Zoom where I would be. They wanted to hire a comedian to like do a twenty-minute spiel. They they literally said spiel in the email about sure. the story of Purim and like kind of make it funny and stuff. And uh, uh, I literally, I I haven't looked. I I need to look it up. I know I don't even know. Um, yeah, you're. Yeah, I, I'm just doing the same as well. I'm like, it's got something to do with. It, it's definitely got something to do with Jews not being killed, like a lot of yeah, Jewish it's, it's festivals. Not one of the. It's not one of the serious, like you know, Jewish really sad ones. Although it could totally still be based on something sad. Being Jewish, I no, I, but it, I but it's a happy one. It's it. like a celebration one. It's, I remember all... in Hebrew school, Purim being the fun day where we all played games and had cookies. And yeah, stuff, it's so. meant to be like, yeah. like dancing and you eat sweet things. And yeah, so let's hope. So that's it's what fun. it's about. Mm-hmm. That's what that, and that's the story of Purim. <laughs> yeah, this guy wore a hat, and now we make cookies that look like the hat. And uh, I, I, I remember playing little carnival games in Hebrew school. That's all I remember. I just yeah, know this... it from it was one of the Christopher Guest movies. Home for Purim is like a, a joke within the movie, right? Like a yeah. movie or a play within that movie. I forgot which, like Ed Begley Jr. or something is uh, starring in Home for Purim. Or... That would be, and that is such, I, that's funny. I, I'm a huge Christopher Guest fan. I have a fucking spinal tap tattoo on my nipple. And, oh, amazing. Uh, amazing. <laughs> and um, my nipple goes to 11. It's a it's very dumb tattoo. <laughs> but uh, uh, I yeah, going home for Purim is, is a hilarious joke because there's, no one goes home for Purim. I found the clip here. I can drop it in the show notes. Um, anyway, so so the Antarctic. Uh, so they have a list of these. Of also, in addition to the accent, there are like slang terms that this Antarctic crew invented. And I feel like when it comes to slang, that's that's there's some intent there. Like I feel like there's got to be like one charismatic person in the group. Like it's like ten ten percent of people create ninety percent of. Of slang, I feel like. Yeah, you know, it's actually just... putting yourself out there in a pretty ballsy way to try to start a new slang term. Yeah, like yeah. if you're the first person in an Antarctic base who sees a clear blue sky day and calls it a dingle day. Sure. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't just spontaneously I, you know what, occur. It's I, I should have done it the other way around. I should have asked you what you thought a dingle day was because <laughs> I, I don't think you would have got clear blue no, sky day I had one all. yesterday. Um, and what, what do you think a fox yeah, exactly. hat is? A fox hat. If you're not looking, uh, I do not know even how this one, what the etymology of this one is, but I think it's probably like when you have been stuck in the Ant- Antarctic for you've been stuck on Antarctica for I don't know, let's say six to eight weeks, and you haven't uh, manscaped. You call it a little fox hat. Nope, it just means it's moving night on the base. Oh. No, no idea why. No idea why. Antarctic slang, um, baby. That's the thing. I want the etymology. You know, you want to know. You want yeah. to know like where it came from. I just like, just, like this you, one makes sense. This one's pretty obvious. Like a smoko. A smoko. 
Yeah. That's uh, when you uh, sneak a little drag of a of a of a cigaru out the, and you have to blow it through the vents. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <That's> it, good... <laughs> I mean, that's a that's that it's a, it's a tea or coffee break, which I'm presume comes from like a smoke break. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So basically, um, gash. Oh well, that's a real thing, and I don't think we should be talking about that <laughs> yeah. on this podcast. <laughs> that apparently is washing up, cleaning, and waste duties. Um, fod plod. This one, this one, I know where it came from. This one comes from military. Well, and, it says right ahead there what, what the yeah. yeah yeah. Well, I'm not looking at it, so uh, am I guessing? Do you want to have a guess? Fod plod. What if we tell you the fod is an acronym? Oh, okay. Uh, Funnier die marathon on the base. <laughs> That's it. You got it. Um, it's also picking up trash. Like fod is foreign ob- foreign, foreign object debris, um, which is uh, oh Jesse. We lost Jesse to a, a janky cable. Unless he's gone again. Oh. Um, but um, but yeah, fod is foreign object debris. That's also used in the military, like you know, around aircraft and stuff. You like on runways. You, I think it's using civilian airports as well like you can't have fod anywhere near a plane because it can get sucked into the jet engine and um so like you know loose screws and bolts and stuff like that uh it's sort of the same concept uh burning man has moop which is matter out of place like yeah. so in case if they just wanted to say garbage someone could be like, well that's not garbage i'm gonna use it it's like well it's not supposed to be there whatever it is it's like a thing yeah that is where it's not supposed to be like um uh Ferkel? I'll tell you it's a verb to furkle. Uh, fur like uh, furkle. It's like um, fuck. I I know this actually. Um, uh, it's when you want to uh, fuck Steve Urkel. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's right. It's also to sort through something or mess around, which is basically. I mean, that's analogous. That's actually uh, a, that that this one is the one so far that uh doesn't seem specific to like antarctica like uh furkling around or something does seem like something that could kind of catch on it's kind of fun to say and it's uh yeah that, you know. that feel furkling sounds like exactly the sort of thing you come out of lockdown and you've been using it with your wife and then you realize no one else has that yeah like like, like bimbling around or you know. so i thought growing up uh my my grandparents would um my grandparents would throw like a, a just a, an occasional Yiddish word in here or yep. there, you know. And so, my dad, gr- growing up, I thought my dad was throwing Yiddish words in every now and again, <laughs> but I didn't realize till I was older that he was just making words up. And like that's what that kind of sounds like. Like my dad would call, uh, what would he do? Like um, he would say uh, "cuzies" for like a like a, a booger. Like if you had like something hanging out of your nose, he'd sure. be like, "You got cuzies," <laughs> and I just thought it was a Yiddish word for booger, but it was just a word he made up, and it, <laughs> but it works. It totally works, and that's how yeah, I people, feel about people purple. will know what you mean if you're like pointing at the nose. Yeah, like, you got a cuzzy there. You want to? <laughs> yeah. See, look at that. You just said it, and it sounded very. It sounded. Can you guys right. hear me at all? Yeah, and like. Yeah. Okay, right. Yeah, hey, lost you for um, a hell yeah. But yeah. You, yeah, it totally makes sense to go like ah, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna furkle around in there and see if I can find something. Yeah, that's, that makes sense. That works. Jesse um, was furkling around with that cable, and now I he's was, back. I was. This, it's this, it this had one a as well. I don't think he's even that on it. And it, it didn't. Work. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't even think this one is is that like slightly. Um, uh, I'm just gonna tell you like use a, a do d o o, but as as a slang for a, a skidoo, a, a snow a skidoo, a snow bike. But uh. that's like. 
that's pretty like any job would have that like anyone who works yeah. with a ski do would just go like yeah you gotta get on the do yeah that's pretty it all sounds standard. very australian to me like smoko smoko is very australian yeah. Yeah, that probably is where um, that came from. Smoko's super Australian. And we have a bunch of Australian listeners, I'm pretty sure. Correct, if, correct if, uh, us if we're wrong, but I'm pretty sure if it, it's not uncommon for an Australian to go out for a Smoko. Well, just to say, like, I'm going on Smoko or, I'm, you know, or something like uh, The Chats, man, they got that song, I'm on Smoko. Yeah, you got to have a oh. Smoko after Brecky. Oh, yeah. I know some Australian <laughs> stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, already Arvo. We got to take a Smoko. Yeah, so I would think yeah. do, so, do is a similar... You know, it's like same vibe. Do the do. That's how so I start is... every morning. I have a, a smoko, a do, and a brekkie. That's how yeah. I. That's a. That so was, this is okay. Yeah. So so it's interesting. Like it does talk about how some of these accents actually change. So so it says one of one of the people there, one of my friends, says uh, Clark spoke Welsh as his first language, so he had a strong Welsh accent when he spoke English. But by the end of the time there, his accent had become more like Scouse, so like Liverpool accent. Which I guess is sort of like you can see the origin of some of these accents as well, where it's like this plus this, you know, right, right. Like, like you can sort of pick out Boston accent is like there's a heavy amount of Irish in there, like New York, there's Irish in there as well. But there's also like Jewish accents and then there's like various sort of African-American accents in there. And this will kind of like you can kind of pick out that that's how the New York accent kind of evolved. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's. I guess over time on this base, that sort of happened to individuals where their accent has accents have merged and evolved and ended up being geographically different. I, I mean, uh, that totally makes sense. I actually, I'll say, and uh, not to plug the special again that comes out three twenty two on YouTube, but uh, uh, I was I, I I've been editing. You know, we're all posting our reels and stuff. I was editing clips and noticing. Um, a lot of words I never noticed that I say in kind of a southern accent. And I, I grew up in New Hampshire with two parents with Boston accents, but I moved to Georgia in the middle of high school and I lived in Georgia for a long time. And I'm like, man, it is uh it I've definitely I've definitely picked up some of the, the southern in addition. And um I don't know. I think that I think the accents combining is is very cool. Yeah. It's super interesting. Matt and I were talking about Boston for some reason yesterday. Actually what were you Matt was like, "Give me a stereotypical woman's first name in Boston." Like, is this a crossword? What? What? What is the? It was a. Uh, it was a friend of mine was having to write some jokes for a specific thing. And oh, okay. I, I, you know, just it was just one of those ones where you know sometimes a bit of specificity is good for a joke rather than just yeah. saying wife. You pick out a name, and it's just it it punches it up an extra five percent. What did but, you go with for a Boston lady's What did name? we pick? You threw a couple of good names I at me. I said uh, Brenda. I don't, I don't know if that's Brenda's good a good one. Okay. I'm trying to think of my aunts and stuff, and I'm just, it's just like, You just Carol, went Boston Cindy. when you said, yeah. <laughs> you just went Boston when you said aunts as well. Like, just. Yeah, I say aunt, I, and it's funny, because I, I, then I moved to the South, and it was just like, you know, aunt and auntie and all that stuff, but I grew up yeah. with, I grew up with, you know, auntie. Um, in Boston, for sure. So, so Carol the, and Cindy. You know, the only answer is Lorraine. Yeah. But yeah, Lorraine is good. You guys do you. But then help me help me with this, Adam. I was trying to say like I was trying to use Brenda in a sentence with an ac- Boston accent to see if it worked, and I was trying to say Brenda from Southie, and I realized I don't know how to say the word South with a Boston accent. I kept doing different Southie. Southie. Brenda from Brenda. I, I, I'm not like a killer Boston accent. I I would be funny. We can call my mom if you want. Brenda from Southie. I don't know if I can know. That wasn't very good. Uh, South. That that owl sound throws me up. I don't like. How does a Boston person say South? I don't know. South. I started. I don't to do know. That in so- I don't know if I South really has a, a thing in there. 
it's just sort of the way I say it. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, my par- my mom, my dad has it a little bit. My mom has it super thick. And, uh, you know, the R's are gone where they're supposed to be. It's right. totally like Chachkat non- and all that non-rot- stuff. Non-rotic. Yeah. But she sticks R's in weird places. Like, uh, she says tuna fish. And she says, <laughs> at, like, when we moved to oh, yeah, Georgia, idea she says and, Atlanta. Yeah. yeah. She doesn't say deer, but my friends grow. I had a lot of friends growing up would say uh, idea. Um, yeah, it's so weird. It's such a weird accent, and almost nobody gets it right uh, uh, acting. But does, it's, does she it's say cool. war- warsh? No, she doesn't okay. say warsh. But my grand, my my uh, a lot of people, my the older generation, my my like grandparents' generation, they would put the R like kind of in the wrong place. Like my grandfather would say like happy birthday and stuff like that. And I don't know where I've never, I've heard it before. I just don't know the where more we're hearing from. about your dad. He just sounds like, uh, just kind of off the, <laughs> <laughs> uh, happy birthday. Here's a cozy. Happy birthday. You got cozies on your face. <laughs> he would say, uh, he would say, uh, it, like for pooping and peeing when we were little kids, it was like, you gotta, you either gotta make a duty or take a sissy. And I didn't know. I thought, I thought that, that was a real thing, but I've never heard anyone else say it. <laughs> take, a sissy. take a sissy. One of these, well, again, ones where you only realize when you just introduce your family's weird thing to the wild. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah. Suddenly yep. just a conversation stops dead. Oh, the piano thought, player uh, in the bar stops playing. <laughs> just... I thought, um, I, I actually did this. I, I used to have a, a joke about this on another thing. Again, won't do it joke style for you. But like when I was a little kid, uh, I used to, th- I, I, I didn't have a Boston accent because we were in New Hampshire, but like, um, I would I would say words with a Boston accent if they were words I'd only ever heard my parents say. So I had never, I had never heard anyone say artsy fartsy. Uh, so I, when I was a little kid, I just thought, like I just thought it was artsy fatsy. Like I I would go to school and just be like I don't know. Uh, it's uh, I would say it like if we were. I think of the joke I talked about having like um we we took like little pottery classes and stuff in my like art thing and it would just be like i don't know that fucking flower pots atsy fatsy and i'd be like in second grade and kids were like what are you talking about uh, when when i was a little kid uh because my my mom was a nurse uh as, as mentioned earlier so what i would wear to bed would just be scrubs tops no undies nothing like i was yeah. like a muumu you know i would wear just one of her yeah. scrubs tops and that was fucking weird at my first sleepover, uh, where I just whipped out my, got ready for bed, whipped out my weird like pregnant woman, you know, maternity yeah. sleepwear that I'm going to bed in, and uh, and everybody. It just looks like you're prepped for prep. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. I'm about to get a colonoscopy, and all the other kids are just in their like boxer shorts. Like what? Are you, what the fuck? And. You guys are all playing Operation at a sleep party, and you get into full scrubs to like just really cosplay. It. Yeah, but like it was uh, uh, very weird. Just my when I was in high school, we went. That's when we, you know, discovered. Uh, you know, we all got our licenses, and we started driving around, and we we uh, we discovered thrift stores and stuff when we were in high school, and that's you know we started once we got out of the Jenko phase and all that, we started getting oh, yeah. into you know tight jeans. It was very like Kurt Cobaini kind of grandpa sweaters, yeah, natural, and, tra- natural and cords and all that. Sure. Yeah, but we found um, they had, like, new scrubs at the thrift store for, like, super cheap. And uh, me and my friends started wearing them just because they were insanely... I mean, they're the most comfortable clothes you're ever going to wear in your life. So we were wearing scrubs to, like, school and high school for a little while, which was... When when I was when I worked at that subway, uh, again, as mentioned earlier... it Wow, you just keep bragging about that subway <laughs> it was, job. Uh, I'm an artist, man. It, so it yeah. was in a, like, strip mall... 
uh, and there was a movie theater at the end. So we would always be, we would trade, you know, if you have any job like that, uh, you trade with like the other jobs in the area. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know what course, I'm yeah. So we would, we would like trade sandwiches and then we get free movie tickets. Like there was one year That's a I good saw trade. every movie, like just every movie that was out ever. Like I saw the Alamo. I saw all of them, uh, that year. And, uh, do you remember it? The year? Oh, no. Which is weird. It, uh, no. Yeah. That's a worse review the Alamo movie yep. could get. Unmemorable. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, very funny. Um, I wish I, I don't, it's too bad I can't do that. I'd be like, hey, guys, remember that movie? The Alamo. The Alamo? Man, I don't know. Maybe it could work. I guess um, it's, uh, I don't know. But I, uh, we, we, there was a, like a tuxedo rental for proms and stuff place next door and I would give them free sandwiches all the time and eventually had enough credit where I just get tuxedos I could take tuxedos out and I would wear tuxedos <laughs> to school constantly like that I, is incredible uh, yeah in high school like I would show up in just an all white like a weird ass like with gloves just an all white tuxedo just on a Monday and then I would <laughs> ah, what a jackass I'm, I'm I love it. I love it. I think that's a fun. I think that's a fun high school thing. You're like that kid bring that kid every now and again balls out and comes in. I, no, it a, just reminds me of the scrubs thing fun. of like, of course, that's that's like that's hilarious. I, I yeah, I mean, both of us just going to school. You, I was in scrubs. You were in a tuxedo. We both had uh, dreadlocks. Very very confused. Yeah, yep. <laughs> sweet picking challenges. We're the same guy. What same was guy. the what was there a specific? Uh, inspiration for your dreads? I don't remember. Like, I, it's not like I'm a big, I'm not a big Bob Marley guy. I didn't like yeah. those weird, creepy twins in the Matrix. Like, I don't, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I seriously don't know. I mean, I remember as a very little, no, not a big Counting Crows no, guy. Or, oh as my as God. a little kid, I loved the Predator movies, but I don't think that was it. No, but I mean, that could, that could get in there a little bit. I don't bit, know. Maybe. I, I, like, I don't think at any point I saw someone with dreadlocks and was like, I must have that going on. I think I was mainly just like uh, trying to make my mom's friend like needed a gig, you know, and, and she's like, I'll so come funny. over and give you dreadlocks. And I like I didn't know really anything about them. I didn't know that like this is permanent. Uh, yeah, you know, I just yeah. had dreadlocks and whatever, you know. It's crazy when you've had them for a long time and you realize you want to get rid of them and you like you're like, but it was such a commitment to get them and once they're gone, I, I'm I, it's a lot to start again, but then also it's like once you realize you don't want them, you're like embarrassed of them. Like I had them for five years and then all of a sudden I'm a sophomore in college and I'm trying to like meet new people and stuff and I'm like, man, this is actually uh, embarrassing to have this on my head. I had to I had to cut yeah, mine. You're the dreadlocks guy. Yeah. For, oh, that. Well, that was the 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 big thing for me. Eventually, deciding to cut them off was uh, I was in like a, uh, you know, I, I was a, I was a new semester, and it was like whatever class I was taking was like an intro class. So it was like a three hundred seat auditorium class, and I'm like watching all these. I'm like, oh, there's cute girls and cool looking dudes. I'm gonna make friends. New semester of college, and then by the time the class filled in, I looked around and it was. Uh, I was just I was just sitting next to uh, my row was just like four other dudes with dre white dudes with dreadlocks and I'm like man I I can't it just can't be this yeah <laughs> I had to cut mine to be in a play and like huh? in hindsight I didn't have to like they they just told me I think everyone around me was sick of it they're like you know for this part you're gonna have to cut these dreadlocks and and then I realized like they can't tell you to do that 
in hindsight for like a school play. I don't yeah. know. And the play uh, was the color purple. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, let me dye them purple. I've never read the script. I don't, know. I don't I know, think know what that's it's, what it's about. about. It's about a crayon. It's, about like it's Herald. The, the, yeah, yeah. Origin. You had dreads. You're like, I'll play Whoopi <laughs> Goldberg. It totally origins makes sense. Of grimace. Uh, before uh, we get into another story, I wanted to make okay. an announcement, which uh, maybe I'll put this at the beginning. No, I won't. Whatever. We we got some big news, guys. Did we? So Matt was just up in the desert with me yesterday to go through the final step in a process that I started a month or so ago. So I live in the high desert, uh, Adam. I don't know if you know that about me. I live in Did- my high apartment. No, I know. Uh, yeah, I know. I, I was aware of that. So uh, the city of 29 Palms, which is just uh, 10 miles east of me here, it's you may remember it from the Robert Plant uh, 1993 hit of the mm-hmm. same name. I supposedly he, I think he has a house out there anyway. Uh, so they have a program where they have been reinvesting some of the the money they, they generate from short-term rentals into tourism events. So a friend of the show, Caitlin Gill, comedian and now astronomy guide here in the National Park, um, she and I put together a proposal which just got accepted to put on an event called 229 and Beyond. So we're going to have a live podcast and stand-up and stargazing event up here in 29 Palms. We don't have the exact date like we got approved but the date we were going for has a conflict so it's either going to be in april or june but uh 229 and beyond it's gonna be very fun we're gonna have um scientists tbd comedians tbd telescopes not tbd we know what those Mm are uh, (laughs) and they're very high end um so if listeners are just in general interested uh shoot us an email probably science at gmail or tweet at probably science just to say, hey, to 29 and beyond sounds like a blast. Keep me informed. You're also going to hear about it a lot more in future episodes once it gets finalized. But we're approved. It's going to happen. Yeah, we're all going to be out there hopefully, uh, looking at stars yeah. and shit. It's going, to be, it's going to be crazy. You get to see what we look like in person. It will be jarring. Uh, I, I I can't wait to like, I, I'm debating whether I should try to bring my neighbor Tony out so listeners can put a face to the name <laughs> or if that's going to open a whole Pandora's box of desert weirdness. It's so um, jarring yeah, when you excited. listen to a podcast and then you see, like, you see them and, like, what they talk like. And uh, does that make sense? Like, I, I yeah. people are usually pleasantly surprised when they see me. They're like, he's a lot hotter and more attractive and cooler than I thought he was. <laughs> uh, uh, I but, only you know. let people down. It only, they're, they're just like, you don't match your voice <laughs> at all. You're a fucking mess. They hit me. People hit me. They, they <laughs> oh, my God. They hit you. Yeah, it's just, I mean, it's, you can't even blame them. It's like it's just a it's a reaction. It's 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 primal. Yeah, yeah it's like ghost limb. They can still tell I have dreadlocks. <laughs> like they know it's. Oh yeah, I do. Like, I can tell you've had them. Yeah, I feel. I actually feel that sometimes. I'm like these people. These sometimes I'll feel bad around a you know a black friend or something, and I'm like they know I culturally appropriated, and I I, I didn't know, but I know they can. I know it's they know. weird. Big BDE, big dread energy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how like recently we consider like the '90s and early 2000s, but as far as like so many things, just we wouldn't have done it if we'd known what it. It just didn't occur to anybody. Like like Gwen no. Stefani just had a bendy for like she was like famous. She just straight up had one. And like there's so many things where now you're like, what the fuck are you doing? And it but it's really recent. It's not like uh you know, old nineteen sixties or seventies crazy stuff. It's just like in our own lives where we're like, Man, that was fucked up. 
and I, yeah. I, uh, it's just going to keep happening. I always wonder. It's like, yeah, nothing ages well. Uh, nothing ages well. So I take no chances. Ever, yeah, stay yeah, home. Stay home. Yeah. Don't yeah. go outside. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm just always trying to think of the next thing, like the thing that hasn't occurred to anyone yet. And as soon as it does, the first person to like, you know, have like a viral Twitter yeah. thread, it's just, it's, it's over. Well, as a British person, I was a little offended that you were going to school in a tuxedo. I mean, yeah. that's <laughs> my culture is not your costume. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I think about, yeah, the things that are going to age the worst from this era, just to keep us humble about like, well, obviously we're at the end of progress, so we don't have to worry. No one's ever going to judge what we're doing. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest one is just the... Uh, the the slave computers we have in our pocket that were made by children overseas that we're all fine with. Yeah, like, at some point kind of we are all yeah, fine with it. I mean, I, I just think that uh, there's a level of people there. I mean, we do a lot of stuff where it's like, you know, it's wrong, but you do it for the convenience or at least you, most people do, you know? Um, yeah. And I, it's just too hard to change up something that's so embedded in. Right. Right. Yeah. What do you guys think about this uh, Israel-Palestine bombing? You think that's going to hold up? No, I'm sorry. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. Did something happen? What's going on? <laughs> this is a character called Early 2023, Jesse. He calls it sometimes. What are you guys talking like, about? Yeah, yeah. Is there some uh, upheaval going on over there? What's happening? Um. Man, it was funny. Uh, you know, even, you bring, know, even to bring it up as a joke, not to talk about it, still got awkward. That was really. Well, I'll disagree. tell you, it's mind blowing. Where I, I literally, I bring that up because I'm like, uh, I don't know how to deal with it other than to throw a joke and go. No one knows what to do because I, I think about it no. constantly all the time, and I have very strong opinions, and I still yeah. have no idea. What well, to I'll do. tell yeah. you what would probably make the conflict a teeny bit worse, though. A Willy Wonka no, AI a, is, experience. <laughs> <laughs> I finally found a way to transition into. No, I was going to say bad. if they all if they had tails, but they uh, but okay. They <laughs> uh, uh, did you guys know that uh, we used to have tails? They f- they're figuring out. Um, they're uh, they finally figured out how we lost our tails. Oh well, I'll tell you how my dog uh, lost his tail growing up. My grandfather closed it in the car door. Wow. Oh, yeah. So that's basically no. what they've discovered. Um, that's what yeah, happened that's... to a human. <laughs> and, yeah. yeah. All right. This is, Chris, is it Chris Nelson? I think it's Chris Nelson who sent in this story. Um, yeah, an elegant run of experiments in mice reveals the genetic changes that led humanity's ape ancestors to lose their tails. Um, geneticist Bo Gia asked that question as a child where's where's my tail and it was on his mind again a few years ago um while he was recovering from a tailbone injury during his phd at nyu um so gia and his colleagues now have an answer the researchers identified a genetic change shared by humans and other apes that might have contributed to their ancestors tail loss some 25 million years ago so as you guys know when you're hanging out with a relative that's over 25 million they have a tail sure right um yeah so Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like reunions and such. That's how you can tell. Like, oh, she's getting on up there. Um, I thought they grew that at around the ten million year mark, but no, they've been that there they the whole time. Already yep. had that, mm-hmm. and it just oh. Yep. We actually started as a tail, and then the rest of the body developed around mm-hmm. it. <laughs> um, mice carrying similar alterations to their genomes had short or absent tails. The researchers found, but that insight was hard won. 
The work was finally published on February 28th, nearly 900 days after being submitted. Um, Took a while. Took a while because the extra work needed to develop several strains of gene-edited mice and demonstrate that the genetic changes had the predicted effect. So that's why it took so long to get this thing out. Um, Unlike most monkeys and apes, including humans and their close extinct relatives, uh, don't have tails, you know? The the cossacks, cossacks or tailbone, is a vestige of the vertebrae that constitutes a tail in other animals. So finding the genetic basis for this trait wasn't what Jia, now at the Broad Institute of uh, MIT and Harvard and Cambridge, Mass. The Broad Institute, that's where they yeah, study That's where they study them titties over there. Um, <laughs> oh, God. The Dame Institute of Technology. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking women's studies at the yeah, Broad yeah, Institute. Down, down here. Um... <laughs> I am doing games 101 uh, tomorrow. I um, Where to find the clit is an advanced class a, that I'm not ready grade. for yet. Um, <laughs> so a quick research. Is, yes, on a hunch, here's what happened, right? Uh, this guy, Gia, got himself a Cossack's injury, right? Uh, sustained during a cab ride, and it reinvigorated his tail curiosity. This article has a lot of uh, flourish that I'm trying to kind of cut here. So on a hunch, he decided to examine a gene famous for its role in tail development. In 1927, Ukrainian scientist Nadine Dobrovolskaya Zavadskaya, Jesus, described a strain of short-tailed lab mouse mice that she proposed carried a mutation in a gene called T, the human equivalent which is known as TBXT. You'll find this gene in your first Google search, she says. Um, or, sa- or says Gia. A quick search. Oh, now my mouse scroller's all fucked up. I'm, I'm a mess today. So here's the deal, guys. A quick, a quick search on the geneticist version of Google, that's the genome browser maintained by the University of California, Santa Cruz, show that humans and other apes carry a DNA insertion in TBXT that other primates with tails such as monkeys don't have. So there's our first clue. Uh, and in a preprint posted in September of 2021, Gia and his colleagues showed that the ape insertion can lead to a shortened form of the protein that this gene encodes. They proposed that the shortening occurs after the genes transcribe, uh, transcribed into messenger RNA and when multiple protein encoding segments of the gene transcript get spliced together. So gene editing mice with one clipped copy of the mouse version of TBXT had a range of tail defects. In some, it was shortened or missing completely. In others, it was kinked or extra long. So if you fuck with that gene, some tail stuff happens. I see. You see what I'm saying? I, my brain went a different direction when you said ape insertion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 No, I've, uh, we've, all, we've all seen it. Um, yeah, so the extra experiments here added rigor to the study, even if the overall conclusion's largely the same. Um, they, they made a bunch of gene edited mice. That's what they did. And they saw how long it took for these generations to just not have tails, uh, which added a bunch of strength to this paper, added a bunch of proof. And, um, yeah, that's pretty good evidence. I I mean, you know, as a non real scientist, uh, you, you change the, you change the gene, you change the genes and then it's the tails start undeveloping. I think what that's do we pretty think the reason was though. Cool. I mean, I, I understand that we had, we were tree dwelling and then there was, as I understand an ice age, not the caveman ice age of a far prior ice age where the CO2 was all trapped up. Right. So there was 
the there weren't there wasn't as much jungle uh so the weaker ones got kicked out into the plains that's where we come from so i understand okay at that point let's say we still had tails uh i assume tail and lesser tail i just i guess i don't understand the competitive advantage of no tail it doesn't get stuck in your bike spokes. Yeah, there's so many things that life would be harder with with a tail now. You think just in the plains, just getting caught by predators? Probably if you had a, if you had a I tail, did. definitely something to grab onto. Yeah, is it, I think also isn't there just generally over sort of evolutionary time, anything that most things that don't have a specific purpose generally wither away and uh, sort of become less and less until they disappear or or mostly disappear with a few like sort of vestigial remnants hey, tell but, that to like, my um, penis. it's about to fall off over here right. <laughs> yeah. but you know like it's buddy but that's the cuz like any part of the body that isn't actually useful is still taking energy to build maintain pump blood to you know, all, all right. of that stuff that is just, it's not necess- if it's yeah. not necessary, it's extra expense in multiple yeah, senses. for sure. For sure. Um, I just mean that, like, you know, I, uh, I don't know. We have a bunch of stuff that we don't need that uh, we still have, but we're still, it, we keep making children with it because we keep sleeping with, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, wait, <laughs> I'm talking about like an appendix, like, like I'm like. Oh, but appendix is like a shrunken version of that's what Matt's talking about. Like it's pretty. Oh, you keep you, sorry. You keep you mean we keep making children that have yeah. it. No, I th- when you said we keep making children with it, I thought you meant like using. No, it. that's no. what I thought too. No, <laughs> we, keep, we keep making like we keep children. making children using our appendix or whatever. I was like, ah, Jesse, you, we, we really need to discuss. Surely, do we <laughs> yeah. need to? We really need to. We need really Jess, need to break some things down here because you, you know, are, Jesse needs. He just needs to take some night classes at the Broad Institute. I think. Just, Jesse's yeah. just trying to put the Jesse's just trying to put the dicks back in appendix. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. No, I think I I, I I don't know the real answer, but I think Matt's theory uh, makes sense, and I think with breeding, yeah. it's like if there's going to be some genetic mutation where there's people without tails, and they're finding it easier to. Uh, get around and easier to not get captured and uh, it's just not a thing that you need then the people without uh, you know someone breeds with the person without a tail and I, I don't know yeah. I think over a very long time that that does make sense I do yeah, wish there was need... still a, a tail a tail version of us that was around though because I don't know I think some of us could get into that mm. yeah I'm trying to think of yeah if there's anything uh, the novelty but besides that like in this modern world, just what a hassle, right? It would be a massive hassle, yeah. Oh, you'd need to put something on it as well. It would be like an extra thing you have to buy accessories for. Yeah. Uh, I know. There'd be like free the tail movement, uh, yeah. parades and yeah, stuff. People yeah. would, and people would get all like weird, like they get surgery on their tails to have, you know, there'd be like yeah. various types of popular tails. Now that I think about it too, it probably likely would not, it wouldn't be furry. That's what uh, I was just thinking about. A, how gross. A male, yeah. like, I mean, <laughs> women would shave their tails. Guys would have, like, little goatees yeah, on their yeah. tails. I don't like that. I actually don't oh. like it. An, a skin tail a skin is tail very is disturbing. Really, yeah. yeah, like a hairless cat's tail. Like, uh, it's yeah. just a giant rat. Like, uh, oh, well, I kind of want to throw up. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, that's actually very prejudiced of you, Andy, and uh, very close minded. And I don't. I, th- I thought better of you, but I guess I guess I'm wrong. Sorry, free the tail is what I mean to say. Let's uh, 
the the gross perverted things we would do if we had tails. Oh, oh it'd be unreal, man. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Would Instagram let you show it or not? Man, well, here's the double standard. Question. Instagram would let let people without tails show that part of their body, but right, right. Mm, people with tails, so, as if as if they're different. Right. Or maybe you just couldn't show the tip. You could show the shaft. <laughs> the, shaft. <laughs> the shaft of the tail. I mean, that's yeah. how arbitrary these yeah, rules I know, are. I know. Yeah. It's like. <laughs> Imagine it was like they had to film Elvis from the waist up so you didn't see his tail on the yeah. Ed Sullivan show. <laughs> We've all got them, guys. Yeah. But they're all different in different sizes, and so a very easy thing to make fun of people yeah, but, for. Yeah. I like a I like a long, thin tail. No, not I'm a, a I don't want tail a show tail. Yeah. I just I already know how insecure I'd be in the locker room at gym, changing over in the corner so no one yeah. sees my tail. You know. Oof. Yeah. Anyway, ah, oh, it's just so cold. You can tell by my tail. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't I didn't deliver that one great, but I think you guys saw where I was going <laughs> with it. Mm-hmm. I, I want to see what this world looks like. You know what I think we could use to show us what this world of human tails? Uh, AI. I bet we could use some AI to show us tail world. Uh, speaking Starring of- Starring Kevin Costner. All right. <laughs> and, and I suspect you could probably use the, uh, the free demo version and not make any corrections. Just take the first draft first off the prompt draft. and just put it straight to action. Create an entire theme park based around it. Invite some Glaswegian, Glaswegian children. To come partake. Did you guys hear about this? Did you guys hear about this? Uh, you hear about this Wonka situation? Adam, I think you have not heard about the AI Wonka experience, have you? Uh-uh, nope. Happy to, excited to hear about it. This oh is, this is, God. UK Twitter has been uh, delighting in this for I've, I've, the last I've been three days, it. last four it. days. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a beautiful thing to give to give the short version, and I think no, nothing we can say out loud will do justice to some of the images and videos that have now started to come out. Including, by the way, Andy, I, I think I just I, I sent you. Someone's discovered p- multiple pages from the script now, but uh, I don't know even know whether it's a group of people or just one guy in Glasgow. I don't, and also I don't the legality of this. Essentially, he opened. Wonka Land or Willy Wonka Experience for kids yeah. uh, with images that were AI generated uh, and 45 pounds a ticket and then they go along to a warehouse <laughs> it's just it's it looks I mean it's been described as, as sort of meth labby uh, the um, there was pages of gibberish script that they had that the actors had to learn there was a character called The Unknown who lives in the walls and is an evil chocolate yep. maker. Oh, my God. oh no, it's The uh, Unknown. I, I, that clip, yeah. I've seen it so many times. <laughs> no! <laughs> and it's just, it's just someone in, a, in like a scream mask and a black cloak coming out from behind a mirror. <laughs> it's just... Yeah. And it doing is, a sort of slightly Johnny Depp, robot though. dance. It is it's, Johnny Depp in a costume. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but, you know, but that's where all the money went, unfortunately. <laughs> also, it had no chocolate. <laughs> there was no chocolate. Oh, my God. They gave the kids one jelly bean and a, and half a cup of lemonade. <laughs> that was it. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful thing. The, the apology that the guy has now put out was clearly also written by AI. <laughs> <laughs> it was... 
Um, but of course, I mean, as it, Matt, Matt and I were talking about this yesterday, I'm like, it's crossed over into the, it's been memefied so much that now I would pay that amount of money to go so that I could say I went to this thing. Yeah, that's, the, I mean, that's the other business. It's like, make something so great, you know, people want to see it or yeah. make it so bad that people will go to it. it, <laughs> yeah. it yeah. There's there's truly a way to make money doing that or, you know, we have a successful and, thing in that. And way. I'm happy to tell you that some drag queens have already thought of that in the UK because <laughs> friend of the show sarah morgan linked to um a see if i can find it but um she she found a a night that is being put on with uh (laughs) a group of drag queens basically reenacting the event in i think it's in london i'm gonna say it's in london but and uh, and yeah friend of the show and past guest karen gillen also retweeted one of these articles about it saying i want to be in this movie yeah Someone is she, definitely going to make a fire festival style, either documentary or uh, scripted thing based around. That. Yes, I mean, I, I would not... like to see, I would like to see Karen playing the umpo, the umpolumpo who looks just furious and and high. Yeah, simultaneously. Yeah, and and now that like the cast has started speaking out, uh, it sounds like that she kind of that was just a bad photo of that umpolumpo. Apparently, she was doing her best to make it fun for the kids. Um, with what they were given. You know, it sounds like everyone that got hired also knows how horrible it was. They're just oh, yeah. hanging out. Yeah, like, and you know, at least one of, a guy who played Willy Wonka, has the, he's on TikTok or Reels or something like that, now giving his account of it, <laughs> including yeah, but like that, bits of the script that he the had Oompa to The Oompa Loompa woman was told to give each kid uh, a quarter glass of Tesco brand lemonade and one jelly bean. <laughs> <laughs> and sh- so she knew, like, this is going to be the fucking worst, but she needs the hundred bucks or whatever. So she's she's like, hundred bucks. That's pretty. <laughs> well, I don't. I mean, I don't know. What, what do you yeah. think they got paid? I don't know. <laughs> Not that. I don't uh, think they made a hundred a day on this. Well, it depends how many how many hours and how many days she was on shift for. But yeah, yeah, it's just it's it's very much yeah. It's 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 very much put a couple of posts on websites that look for acting jobs and see who shows up. Yeah. Wow, I passed that audition. They must have really loved me. Yeah. <laughs> she was just, trying to make. Yeah, everyone who applied. Gets seems in. like she was trying to make it this more is, fun for them, though. Um, <laughs> this was a hundred percent an open call. Everyone just shows up. Yep. Uh, we've all been to it those. Just uh, instantly yeah. gets handed the costume, and you get cast according to what role you fit the clothes they already have. Yeah. And they're like, uh, your 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 jelly bean and quarter cup of lemonade will be taken out of your paycheck. <laughs> By the way, if you guys look at the script I posted, th- that actor who was uh, who played the Willie 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 McDuff is the character's name, the copyright free name. Uh, he was talking about how this was a 15 page AI script he was handed, and and you know he's told to be off book in like an hour or something, and it's just you know your typical AI garbage. Um, and I hope that the audience got a copy of this script because it has audience part. Yeah. Like, William McDuff says, now a crucial question. Does anyone here speak fluent squirrel? No? Shame. They're the best conversationalists in the garden. But worry not, for I am a certified interpreter of squirrel, duck, and on special occasions, bashful tulip. Audience is visibly amused. Some are leaning in, fully engaged in McDuff's charismatic presence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is the first time I've ever seen a script for something that includes the reactions that the audience is meant to have. <laughs> you don't do that when you write your stand-up? I'm like, all yeah. right, this one gets a nine-minute applause break. This one, uh, but, yeah. But, I mean, that really is like every so often, I, you know, when I was a newer comic, it, there were like, there were a bunch of forums that don't exist anymore that comics would post on. And every so often someone who 
is just starting stand-up would post like here's my here's here's my first here's my script for my first set what do you guys wow. think and it would have things like it would mark the laughs that he thought he'd get on each of the jokes and you're like oh you Jesus. oh you precious thing but this is yeah uh, it does have things like the the the, ch- the children are delighted by the bubbles. <laughs> yeah, just, are, a are murmur they? of intrigue spreads through the crowd. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, I'm, I, I love it it's too. It's not even just like the audience laughs. It's like the audience chuckles, appreciating the playful innuendo. Like it's like very specific to what uh, is like going on in the audience's head, the children's heads. And there's, if you keep going, there's a, a, a standoff between William McDuff and the unknown who we mentioned who lives in the walls. Uh, so I guess William McDuff has developed something called the anti-graffiti gobstopper, but his fiendish foe has long coveted that. And then the unknown says, uh, you have something I desire and with your unwitting aid, it shall be mine. The anti-graffiti gobstopper will no longer clean your worlds. It will turn them to chaos at my command. So they're fighting over graffiti, I guess? Like, is that part... How does that even tie into candy? Um, yeah, the unknown just yeah. wants chaos. It's some, some men just want to watch the world burn, and that, that is the unknown <laughs> here. I love that graffiti is the, the big issue happening in, in Willy Wonka world. <laughs> Willy McDuff. Like, <laughs> uh, I love it. But, you know, great work. Um, you, you have... I was saying, Matt, I think this is probably a, a good sort of like low stakes way to get people to maybe be a little more cognizant of the tells for AI, such as all of the graphic design on this. If you could still go to the site, I think, and you can see that there are all these pictures. When you ask AI to make images, the images can be amazing, but it still is very bad at, at putting text in those images. So it's just gibberish, like not even real letters, just symbols, just like... When the predator is, is typing on his forearm, it's like the, that kind of shit. Like, so keep an eye out for that world. Like, that, those are some tells. The, the number of fingers are now correct, but um, if you're seeing gibberish words in images, that's not human created. Hmm. Uh, I, I'm just, I'm just seeing now an up. Uh, you know, I'm not even going to go into this because I don't know whether this is there's any truth to this. So I'm not. Uh, Having having just had you talk about beware of things you see on the internet, um, but uh, carry on talking, and I may have an update, but I may not. Sorry words, to be... words, words. Talking, talking. <laughs> this is how I podcast. Podcasting, uh-huh. podcast. Yeah. Dude, I literally did a stand-up show yesterday where uh, I got there. I, I got there early because I got sound check a, a guitar and stuff, and the sound guy was like just talking the mic for a while and i've been doing this almost 20 years and i still was just like what do i hello like i just I, I i sometimes i can just whatever but i i blanked out and i was like what do i do it's so weird sometimes when someone just says talk in the microphone yeah uh because like what am I, i'm not gonna say a joke in front of the bartender um but yeah no i literally just started going ah hello one two three which is fine it's totally it's exactly works, what they need but, like, but it could do, still but get in your head about it yeah well, like Matt and I were just doing this presentation in front of the tourism board of 29 Palms yesterday. And like, my heart is pounding. I'm like, this is not hard. This is, no. we have a PowerPoint. We're just talking to them about what for the event we're going to do. Why am I yeah. nervous to talk to these eight people? We, we've definitely talked to audiences of that exact size multiple yeah. times. Yeah. You at your most nervous, any, any of us that are most nervous is so much more comfortable uh, uh, ourselves and 
uh, to the crowd than anybody else they could put on stage uh, in their company or whatever. I, I do I do corporate gigs every now and again, and uh, I, I was like hosting an award show for like a sales thing or whatever, and it's like the the teleprompter went out, and I just said like, oh, the teleprompter went out. Uh, all right, well, let's go ahead and uh, we'll just move on to this. Like, it was nothing. It was like nothing. And afterwards, it was just like every person in the company was like, that was incredible how you handled it. <laughs> I don't even think I did a joke. I just moved on to the next thing and everything went fine. And it was like, they were yeah. like, that's why we hired you. And you're like, that is unbelievable. The bar what is a, low, yeah. It is low. Yeah, what, a, what is this witchcraft? Like the words, the script disappeared, but he still script talked. Yeah, like, how, how does, is he how, not? Yeah, it's like they expect you to turn into, like, you know, whatever, Garth when uh, Wayne leaves. Uh, <laughs> and he's just, like, staring at the thing like, I'm doing fine. <laughs> but uh, And it's obviously, obviously, you know, we work on our jokes, we work on whatever, but just over the years, the the little side skill that we didn't even realize was a skill because not that many people have it. Uh, that's it's it's great. It's a, it's actually a, a valuable skill for some of these companies and stuff. So let's all do get corporate gigs and uh, yes. make some money. I agree. I haven't had way, one in two years. Do you guys all remember uh, Wake Up and Smile on SNL when David Allen Greer was hosting? Oh, one of my all-time... David Allen Greer, I think, is like one of the all-time great SNL hosts. I don't know why he hasn't been like once every couple of years bring him back. But the premise, it's a Will Ferrell... Uh, hosted morning show and the premise is the teleprompter goes out and like by by minute five <laughs> it's just uh lord of the rings like yeah he, he's torn off yeah, the careers yeah 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 they're like cannibalizing each other and yeah. that, that is a good premise that's great uh we should wrap up the main episode and save one extra bonus story for the patron mm-hmm. patrons but adam where yeah. can our listeners find you and more importantly your special which is soon to reach the world special jew versus the volcano you can go it's going to be out on the 22nd of march but you can go on youtube now and just find it and uh you can hit the notify me button so it'll let you know when it airs i'm pumped about that i got a podcast called pussy boys that's all z's it's uh men who love their cats so if you're a middle-aged dude who loves your cat go listen to that it's very fun and uh you know Whatever. Adam D. Newman on the Instagram and the TikTok, adamnewmancomedy.com. I feel like that's too many things for everybody. Yeah, we can link to all of those things. Yeah, though. but you know, we Google Google the Adam Newman comedian because if it's not comedian, you're going to get the WeWork guy, which whatever. <laughs> oh, God. Is he the founder of WeWork uh, or yeah. CEO or something? Yeah, he was. I guess he's not. A, yeah, but the. Yeah, NE, speaking of people that documentaries have been made about. Yeah, I need to. Uh, I actually haven't seen it, and I haven't seen the Jared Leto TV show, but uh, I do get, um, I do get tagged in Instagram stories all the time of people taking selfies in front of WeWork places, and I get uh, a lot of messages of people having uh, business uh, pitches for me. I get that also, like we all do with spam shit, but I also get one that's specifically for uh, the other Adam Newman, which is yeah. very fun. I mean, are there, are there any like good ideas that you could steal? Like, what Dude. about a flip-flop with knives on it or something like that? No, no one's actually come up with that, but that is a good idea, especially if you're Thanks. getting in a lot of fights at the beach, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah. That's what you do. You figure out the... You, you think of the problem, and you think of the solution, and you just thought of a... Yeah. Uh, you just yeah, of exactly. You, you think of the cool idea first, and then you find. Yeah, you work. Oh yeah, then you find this. Yeah, it's like when people yeah. like yeah. write a show because they came up with kind of a clever title, and and then they're yeah. like, yeah, write what the are, whole uh, show after, you know? 
Friends. What are, what are they called? Flip flop, switch flops, like a mm-hmm. switchblade. Oh, that's Sorry. good. All right, that's now a, we have to make them. It's a start. It's a start. I don't know. I'm sure there's other. Man, knife, sand. Well, whatever. I'm. I'm a. Uh, I, I. Oh, there. That was a good start. We'll. We'll brainstorm on it. That'll be the Patreon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't, I'm, I'm sorry for deciding what no, you're doing. No, no, that's what it is. It's no, do it. Do it. Uh, listeners, you can find us. Probablysize.com is the website. That's where we post the links to the stories we cover and also where our Patreon and PayPal links are. You can find us on Twitter at ProbablySize, individually at Jesse Case, at Andy T. Wood, and at Matt Kirshen. We will be very soon putting all the details up for the event uh, for 229 and beyond. 229 and beyond. Be- yes. We will, be, we will be putting that up. Um, also, uh, if you are either in Vegas or Denver, I'm going to be performing there in the next month. So Vegas in a couple of weeks' time, and then Denver last weekend of March, I'm going to be there. So anywhere, if you and Boulder as well. I'll be in Boulder. So any Coloradans and anyone nearish to Vegas or planning to visit Vegas between the 11th and 17th, come and see me. Uh, but Adam, thank you so much for joining us. And... Listeners, we will see you next time. Bye.